Tis the damn season, y'all. Welcome back to the highway with Kyle Shutt. It is so good to be back. I have a treat for you this week. We got Mr. Scott Schreiner from Weezer on the program. I got to punish him for almost an hour straight. It was amazing. As always, if you like what you've been hearing on the program, just jingle those bells, deck those halls. You do whatever you got to do to make sure that you don't miss a single episode. And if you want to go one step further, you can find us at patreon.com slash the highway for a few scant bucks a month. You can help me keep the lights on. You can get some sweet merch. You can get an online guitar lesson with me and learn how to shred like the gods. You can even get yourself a shout out like Matt Lynn. Well, thanks, Matt. I appreciate every single one of y'all for listening. And we also got to give some mad love to our sponsors, Heil Sound. Because if you like the way I sound, you know it's because there's a Heil in front of me. All right, let's gather around the Yule Log and tell some stories. It's time to do things my way. The Highway. Kyle. Hey, Scott. What's going on? I don't. I think I met you in Ventura. This was a long time ago. The Ventura Theater. Yeah. Or, uh, maybe it was there. Or it might have been the day before yeah. uh, when Metallica played uh, the Forum when we were out with them. So you were were you at the uh, Saint Anger tour at the Forum? No, it was uh, the Death Magnetic tour back in two thousand eight. All right. All right, all right. So you opened for them then. Uh huh. It was us, and I think it was Machine Head and the Metallica. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and didn't you play the Ventura Theater with like Lamb of God, or am I imagining that? No, no, that that's true. Um, because it was Lamb of God wasn't allowed to play the Forum because I guess it's owned by some Christian organization. So and they found out right. that Lamb of God used to be called Burn the Priest, and it was a whole thing. That's right. So. <laughs> I went out to Ventura to see you guys. Yeah, that was why I was, I was trying to think. That's thirteen years ago. But, My God. Yeah, but didn't I think I don't think you guys played? Didn't your singer like lose his voice or something that day? Oh my God, you're right. That was that day. Yeah, totally. Well, I'm sorry you went all the way up there. All right, I I like I I liked Lamb of God. I mean, I still liked him, but I I liked him a lot back then. Mm-hmm. I was trying to think. 2008. Yeah, that would have been. We were on our second record. Boy, a lot's changed, man. <laughs> well, yeah, I'd love to hear all about it, but I, I'm going to let you steer this how you want. No, it to absolutely. Go. No, dude, I'm so uh, stoked to be talking to you. Um, Scott Schreiner, everybody, from Weezer, uh, the longest-running Weezer bass player. I mean, you've been in the band, what, 21 years now? That's absolutely insane. I know. Isn't that crazy? Uh-huh. When, uh, this, I don't know if you remember me telling you this or not, but um, in 1994, I was in the sixth grade, and I was the 223rd person to join the Weezer fan club. Ah, dude, <laughs> I, yeah. I still have my uh, my fan club card with my sixth-grade class picture on it. I, I can only imagine what like Michael and Carly were thinking back then when they were like <laughs> opening the mail and looking at that shit. Yeah, the longest-running Weezer bass player, most recorded, the most hated, and I don't know. Are you? Are you the most hated? I, w- I wanted to talk about that, but we, we can get into that a little bit later. First, I wanted to say congrats on um, uh, being out on the road again. That that tour looked absolutely amazing. How, how did it feel being back out? Well, the all the backstage stuff and, and dragging my kids around the country was a lot more work than I thought, but uh, the actual shows... And the interaction with the other bands was probably as good as time as I've ever had, actually. That's awesome. And you guys had probably the coolest stage dressing that I have ever seen <laughs> in my whole life. Who's it didn't look that, that cool. It didn't look that cool on, while from the stage, but maybe from the house it looked good. <laughs> 
Oh man, but uh, yeah, uh, Weezer's new album, Van Weezer, out, and uh, well, you got two new yeah. records out this year. That's crazy, dropping two in one year, huh? Yeah, that and and OK Human was the kind of more symphonic one. Yeah, and, and, and uh, as much, huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, blame it on Rivers, man. It's it's just so hard working and just writing away, and then I'm getting ready to go in and record some new songs for this four part album, uh, the seasons. Uh, EPs, I guess. So I don't know what they'll be called. Awesome. Well, we're really looking forward to that. Um, yeah, I but love the how- tour was. Oh, I'm sorry. Go the ahead. tour was sick. It was the stadiums were. I mean, you know, we I've never played a stadium. Like Weezer's not a stadium band, you know. But it's like together with Green Day and Fall Out Boy, we it was a real stadium act. I'll tell you. Yeah, isn't it? Uh- so different it was cool playing like outdoor venues i guess uh on that but like playing like we, we were just out with primus playing like um indoor theaters and stuff mostly and uh god all yeah. the, having to follow all the protocols and stuff like that it was it was you know obviously something we all have to do uh to stay safe well, and everything but god what a pain in the ass right what was cool about it is that i didn't have a lot of i didn't have any guests backstage uh-huh. so it wasn't a lot of uh i guess it was kind of a drag but it was kind of made it a little bit easier because i wasn't trying to you know, like everybody trying to get their passes and where's my tickets and you know what I mean? We'll call them backstage potatoes. No backstage yeah. potatoes, no babysitting. No potatoes and, and then it made the other bands kind of interact with us more. That's really cool, man. And uh only was it only Fallout Boy got uh hit with the uh the Rona one time, right? During that they're, tour? They're the only ones that got the Rona. Yeah. It was it was dude, it was a real nail biter because we were all on the same flight, not Green Day, but Weezer and Fallout Boy were on the same fight flight from Miami to LaGuardia. And they were sick on that plane and getting ready to cancel when we got to New York. Oh, my God. And then me and my older son, T, both got colds in New York. Mm-hmm. And we were convinced we, you know, I was convinced we had the Rona. That is, you just keep, as long as you can smell, right? That was like the litmus test. Where yeah, we, we didn't have we didn't have fevers and we could smell. And our, our uh, manager was like, uh, you guys, you guys aren't sick enough, I don't think, to to. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to get everybody in trouble. But it's just like, just get on stage, basically. So, like in Boston, I felt like I was about ready to fall over. Yeah, we've all we've all been, had those. Isn't that funny? Like, I, I don't know. I, I can't tell you how many times I've been touring like Europe, just like at death's door with some flu, and it's just like the show it's must always. go on. You know, um, every time I go to Europe, I get really sick mm-hmm. once. <laughs> but then it's like it, it put things in in, in perspective because it's like yeah now it's like I, I have a cold should I play should we cancel everything so you know you yeah, it doesn't as long as Rivers can do the show the show is gonna happen I'll tell you that much yeah right yeah well yeah, yeah and um uh like we said you've been in the band for so long but um even before then uh, and I didn't know this until uh, I had met you actually but um back when I was fourteen I was spending uh, spring break at South Padre Island and I. Uh, I know what's going to come Yeah, next. I know. I was looking up who was playing at the club down the street, and it was fucking Vanilla Ice doing yeah. his uh, new metal act. And I wanted to go so bad, but it was, uh, I think it was 18 and up uh, club only. But yeah, like, man. Gig <laughs> I, was so new, I was so new metal back then. <laughs> it's like Ross Robinson produced the record, and I was such a fan of his. He's so fucking rad. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, was one of my best friends was one of the guitar players, Dave Kushner, who w- went on to play in uh, Danzig and Velvet Revolver. But he's like, dude, come on tour. It's like, you know, I was working on, I was PAing on uh, commercials in LA. He's like, come on tour with Vanilla Ice. I was like, oh, no way, man. My, it'll ruin my rep. 
But <laughs> it's like, what rep, dickhead? You're fucking carrying trash cans around all day and setting up tents. Like, what is your rep? So I was like, all right. So I joined, and then we had Kelly Scott was the drummer from Failure. You remember Failure? Wow. Well, I didn't know that, though. That's awesome. Yeah. So Kelly Scott was the drummer. It was me and Dave Kushner, and then Doug Ardito, who went on to play in Puddle of Mud. And then he was the – he was the – because there was no lead guitar player, Doug. I don't know. Is this too much information? No, no. This, this is fascinating right. to me. <laughs> so Doug, Doug Ardito with a Longhorn bass and an SVT rig and a bunch of, and a like a flange and a wah pedal and a, and a fuzz and a big muff. He was like the lead bass player. So he would do all the leads and the crazy parts. And then I, I had a, I think I was tuned down to maybe, I don't know. I think, I don't think we got any lower than C sharp, but I had a music man and, had that all tuned down. So I was the bass player, bass player. And then there was uh, the other guy, Rob. Uh, he, I think he went and played with Filter later. Damn. Uh, Rob Patterson. He played keyboards and kind of rhythm guitar and did some background vocals. So do that tour. Oh, sorry, go ahead. San, pa- what is it? San, pa- how do you say it? South Padre Island. South Padre Island. What a pit that was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying the island's a pit, but the the club and the whole scene, like I'm not much of a spring breaker. Like I'm a kind of a weird aggro nerd. I don't know what I am, but man, I just felt so out of place and bizarre there. Yeah, I bet it's yeah, it's like uh college kid central. I mean oh, like man. Uh, yeah, like the the Jersey shore of Texas basically is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, and I couldn't meet a I mean I couldn't meet a girl to if my life depended on it. Like it, it's just so <laughs> It's like just the opposite of everything that I, I was about at the time. But anyways, that tour was really fun. And we were all, you know, all the band guys were friends, but Vanilla Ice was not our friend. And he's like, I'll still say, I'll say it to his face. He's like one of the biggest dicks I've ever met in my life. And and he had his DJ and kind of backup hype man rapper. And we all got along great and it was fun. We're all on the same bus. But man, Ice, what a fucking cock that guy was. <laughs> so we would kind of just haze him and he would haze us. But it got to the point where like, I remember like lighting smoke bombs on stage, like we were in Minneapolis or something. And we played at the, at the I can't remember the Purple Rain Club, but there was an Army Navy oh, store near there. Dab, and I bought yeah. a bunch of, yeah, first dab, I bought a bunch of smoke grenades and we're like rolling them across the stage. And dude was gasping like so hard. Oh my god! Oh, god it was so much I was gonna fun. say like every everybody on that tour went on to be mad famous, like except him. Like here, <laughs> <laughs> but we're we're still friends, man. Like I, I think I was pissed because like I got like we ended it and he owed me like a thousand bucks or something. And to me, a thousand bucks at that time was a fucking lot of money. Yeah, you know what I mean? So and, and like, but we had this sketchy character Pete Dice who like uh, got us these endorsements and he got me this Hughes and Kentner endorsement. So I had like this insane German using Kentner bass rig. Like, but it's like, I got home and I just wound up selling it all. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, especially so I was pissed at ice for not paying us, but whatever he, you know, it's not like he got rich. It, it was just, we, we had a blast, man. It was, that was kind of my, my introduction into, into touring. And then it was like three years later that I had the message from rivers on my uh, answer machine to come in and fill in for a minute. So that, it was, uh, that's awesome. Yeah, that was fucking awesome because then I was rehearsing with them and we were only learning uh, songs for Maladroit. It was like pre-production for Maladroit. So it was probably, I'm not going to exaggerate, it was probably 35 or 40 songs 
and I would go in and rehearse with them for two or three hours a day. And he'd like peel a hundred off this giant wad of money out of his pocket. And I was in fucking heaven, man. It was so gangster and cool. That's awesome, man. The The first time I got to see Weezer, um, this would have been maybe six months before the Green Album came out. And, yeah. Um, you know, have you ever been on one of those tours where like you're on a tour and the same day in the same town, there's another big tour and the promoters get the grand idea to like throw them both together into like a mini festival? And it just uh, like, no. never works, you know. I don't know. <laughs> did, they, did they mess? You, did they mash you in with the what festival was that? The Yahoo Festival. This one was. Uh, um, check out this lineup. It was uh, Dynamite Hack. They were they were kind of big on their Boys in the Hood cover. Right. Um, Cottonmouth Kings. Nobody had heard of yeah. them at this point. And then it was um, the Nixons, and then DJ Everlast right on right before Weezer. He got booed off the stage. Like he only had four songs. Yeah. Uh huh. It was it was ugly. And then Weezer, that ugly. yeah, it was a uh, Weezer, and then Cypress Hill, and uh, Weedus was supposed to headline the teenage. <laughs> teenage so many good stories came out. I know, right? And uh, we can talk about Everlast. We can talk about Weedus. <laughs> like, there's, there's so many threads that can that can happen right now. Uh, but uh, uh, Weezer was incredible. Uh, it was uh, it was with Mikey, um, but they played yeah. four new songs, and uh, yeah. I, they were all great. I, I loved them. But then, like six months later, the Green Album came out, and yet yeah, not a single one of those songs was on it. And uh, well, of course, just, that's hilarious to hear you say that. Like, yeah, we had like thirty-five songs for Maladroy, and then like, like only what fifteen of them made the cut. Is there? Is it always like that? Is there always just like so much extra music going on? Yeah, there are. But I think then Rivers started making all of his alone demo uh, things and releasing. He was, you know, releases most of the of the great stuff. But you know, there's like some legendary demos from back then, uh, uh-huh. thousand one tapes. And I, I'm I'm not as a bigger big a Weezer nerd as most people. So I don't know the name of all the demos, but yeah, we would, we, you know, we did those shows under that other name, goat punishment. Uh-huh. And we were playing a lot of those songs that didn't make it on the record. I, I thought they were great, man. And, uh, uh Maladroit's one of my favorite ones, man. It's just so it, it's, it's heavy, um, like heavier than you'd think, you know, a, it is like a pop rock album would be like that. And y'all, y'all sort of carried that through like throughout like your whole career. I feel like, I guess so. I wish I, 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 you know, I really liked that era was really fun for me and I got to spend a lot of time in the baselines and I guess maybe that's why they wound up picking me. Cause they probably auditioned like 30 bass players and at least five of them were better than me <laughs> and probably 10 of them, 10 of them were way more suited to be in Weezer than me. So why the hell did they pick me? It was so insane. Uh, you, you were, I don't know. You, I, I could tell you have no ego about it. Probably you're just like, yeah, you just you probably showed up and like nailed the gig, right? You know. Like- I guess I made. <laughs> I was in this. I was in this dirt bag biker band, but only one of us was bike was a biker. Mm. But it was like, all right, it was off the Vanilla Ice tour. I met these people at a party. I kind of had mutual friends, and they're like, listen, we want you to play bass in our band. It's kind of like ACDC, but with a girl singer. But you can't. You got to stop bathing as much and you we have to dye your hair black and i'm gonna the girl she's like i'm gonna do your hair you can't cut it and you can't shower and i was like oh all right i guess that's kind of like it's not that far off base for me i mean that's a little bit of a dirt bag in high school you know what i mean yeah, being on tour anyway you're already kind of filthy you know oh yeah we never made it out of la anyways but <laughs> so yeah so i i that was my kind of rock uniform at the time and i came into the weezer audition like no deodorant, no showering, filthy leather clothes, pushing in a, a SVT, 
And they thought I was bringing in, they thought I was the tech for Scott Schreiner. <laughs> like, when is Scott coming? And it's like, you're the truck driver? And I was like, no, I'm Scott. So I, I was just like, what am I going to do? Like shower and grease my hair back and put on, because I had black kind of horn rim glasses, but I'm like, I don't want them to think that I'm trying to change my things. So I just went in like right from the other rehearsal. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Good Lord. Uh, yeah. So yeah. And uh, yeah. And then we, I don't know why they, they we just wound up kind of clicking and it, and it worked and uh, it was really fun. It was a really exciting time in my life. Yeah, like kind of earlier you said that um yeah you were like the the most hated <laughs> bass player. What, what was it really like that? Like at first, even like you know touring on that record and everything like that was like, well, was there like it, visible apprehension from fans? Dude, there's yeah a little bit, but you know, but it's like I, I I I've said it before. It's like I can appreciate people being really into a certain era of a band, especially the beginning. I was not a part of it, you know. It was a really special thing. And uh, I, I, I don't get mad at people that are like, were unhappy to see me, but yeah, I would get like flipped off for like a whole show by a couple of motherfuckers that would just be standing there Jeez. flipping me off the whole show. But I mean, you know, it's like, I get it. It was all right. I think I felt a little bit more bristly about it back then, but at this point, like I totally understand. You know what I mean? Totally. And that's one thing. If it's just like just some chode in the front row, like flipping you off, but that whole, yeah. that whole rivalry like turned into an SNL bit. Like how I know how wild right? was that? Like just not not only just playing the show, like, but just like having your name like just being thrown into this. Well, and nobody prepared me. Like our manager is like, "Hey, SNL is doing a skit. Uh, it's 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 Weezer is a part of it. It's kind of a Weezer skit, and uh, I'm not sure if it's going to make the show or not. But you might want to tune in. So I was watching SNL, SNL, not knowing. You know, I've been watching Saturday Night Live, dude, since I was a little kid you know, watching music and stuff. So for me to be sitting on the couch and have them say my name, like I didn't fall off the couch, but that's as close as I ever came to falling off the couch. <laughs> it's just wild. Cause I mean, it was, it was a whole, what was it like? A, I'm sorry for people at home that don't know what I'm talking about. It was like a, a family dinner or something like that. And like, uh, yeah, like a family dinner. And there was the kind of two groups of fans. There's like the fans that are into the, into make believe and, and, beyond you know what i mean and maladroit and then there were the fans that like are only about like the first two records Mm -hmm. and then there's like some of the third record mixed into both groups like that's like the venn diagram right (laughs) like the green album is kind of the middle i don't know (laughs) i just remember that something there was one line in it that was like you know uh weezer died when matt sharp left and then somebody else was like weezer didn't even start until scott schreiner showed up and i I was like oh my god is this real right now right yeah, but the the love that I've gotten and support from fans way way outweighs the hate. It's just you know it's more fun to talk about the haters, I guess. Totally. But I I, I have a really there's some just lovely fans that have been super supportive of me since the beginning, and we're actually friends with some of them, and they know my wife and my kids, and it's a it's a beautiful family. Like, and when we do the cruises, and people these you know people from all over the world show up and get on a boat, and we're all kind of trapped on this boat for a week, like. It's it's really fun. That's awesome. Yeah, I've always wanted to do one of those. We we got offered to do that's, the uh, the motorboat, the motorhead cruise, but then let me die. Yeah. So that didn't happen oh. that year. But you know, one, one of these days, we'll we'll do the yeah. SS Sword, but it'll be a very very small boat. 
Uh, are you guys uh, <laughs> are you guys doing any recording? Or <clears throat> it's been a couple of years since you guys put out a new record, right? Yeah, we went on a, a bit of a hiatus uh, that then was extended because of uh, the the pandemic and all. Uh, so yeah, the right before we went out with Primus on this latest run, uh, we hadn't yeah. even been in the same room together in three years. So um, we that that was it was number one like an exercise and learning all yeah. those songs over again. Not that we forgot them, but it's just like, you know, get, yeah. whipping them back into shape and stuff like that. And then uh, kind of getting all of our heads straight about uh, how to proceed and everything. I can't say too much, but uh, there are good things on the horizon. So okay. uh, we're, That's we're good really to hear, man. It's, to, it's you know, better to take a hiatus than break up. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I mean, y- y'all have, even since you've been in the band, have gone on a couple uh yeah like sabbaticals what was, was there because whenever we kind of parted ways we didn't break up and we it was a very um concrete decision not to break up just to take an extended time away without any clear picture of when we were going to return but uh was it yeah. was that kind of that way with y'all like uh before the red album and things like that like whenever you would kind of well, just go away and not even know if you were coming back or anything like that was it ever how that many kind of unsure? How, many, how many bands have you seen go through this like <clears throat> And it seems like the ones that can let all the members do what they need to do, you know what I mean? Or the singer wants to try something different Mm -hmm. or it's like, you know, there was this huge break between Maladroit and Make Believe and Rivers just got super into doing demos and we stopped recording Make Believe and he went and rented a room in SIR for months and like, just like stripped the songs all down to like three notes, you know, basically. And Mm -hmm. like, and the, but with the band was all just like, fuck, man, we got to put this out. Like, we have great songs. Like, let's go, let's go. So we were really leaning on Rivers. And I don't know. It, if, I guess if we would have all just went out and got a day job and got off his back, like, maybe things could have turned out different. Or, like, <laughs> when the break between the Blue Album and Pinkerton or some, one of the members wants to go and do another band, you know, I guess it's, you know, I wasn't there at that time, but it's like, you know, I, I think I like Rammstein, like how long they've been together and how many records they've done. And they'll take like two or three out years between records sometimes. And everybody goes and does their own projects and the band, everybody just waits till they're all united and want to do it again. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's a really cool way to go, but like, and there's just certain people that just don't want to wait and don't want to stop. So they're like, fuck it. We're going to get somebody else and we're going to, the band's going to go on. And you know, like Mikey needed some time and, you know, the rivers didn't want to wait and the band didn't want to wait anymore. And he kept saying he was getting on a plane and he wouldn't show, you know what I mean? Yeah. He was going through all these really hard times. Like fucking God bless him. Like it's hard to wait. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it, it's, you've been in, I mean, the sword's been together since how long? It's been almost 20 years. It's hard to Four? think about. Yeah. Like Oh yeah. three is technically when we formed the band. Yeah. And all original members. No, uh, our drummer quit. Uh, this would have been Oct- like uh, ten days after our third album came out. He like derailed the entire wow. world tour. Like we had to cancel like eighty shows. It was crazy. Um, wow, yeah, but that that was kind of the, the thing. Where like he maybe he needed some time off, but we were just like, nope, we got this album, we got to go. We got a new guy and just hit the road and never looked back. And I didn't talk to him for nine yeah. years. Wow. I couldn't believe how much time had gone by. And I was really angry about it for a long time. But then after I realized that I wasn't mad anymore, he kind of hit me up out of nowhere. And now we're buds again, you know? So it's uh, not good. that he would want to come back into the the band by any means, but uh, we've, we've gone far beyond uh, the pale there. But uh, it's really but great. And it was, it's hard to, it's hard to wait, man. And it's like, but, and there is something special about keeping, a, you know, the original lineup together. So, 
you know, anyways, being the third base player, I could get it that people were a little bit put off by me, you know? Yeah. I'll get over it. The only thing that yeah. puts me off about your records is y'all got to stop putting police sirens in that shit, man. It freaks me out whenever I'm driving. <laughs> <laughs> on the red album <laughs> and th- there's one on van weezer too isn't there uh is there uh, uh it's one of those like the track four or five I'm, I'm terrible with song titles but you yeah. know that yeah yeah and, how does that uh, keep happening oh well, you know well, one of those sirens like on greatest man that ever lived yeah. ivan was i was triggering that on a sampler on stage like back in the days when i had to do 18 <laughs> things it's yeah. kind of like you're like you know like Brian and your band like he's got Taurus and synths and pedals oh. and bass and it's got all that stuff going on. I like having a lot of stuff on stage though. It's fun. We call it the Creation Station over there. Yeah, dude. It's like you no, know, like bass players. Like when I'm at my best, I'm really just supporting Rivers and trying to stay out of the way of the song and him, mm-hmm. so people can get their Rivers fix and hear and see him without somebody trying to do handstands behind him. You know what I mean? That or it's like I've always said, and no offense by this, uh, but the the best bass players in the world, like you don't even notice that they're there. Like if yeah, you, and that's if, part if you of hear the bass. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's oof, it's not good. <laughs> and if you're seeing the bass player like running back and forth behind the lead singer, like I find that annoying as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, uh, during, during the pandemic, you, if, I uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just saying like if you're Sting or Getty or less, like you you've done it like you well, you're the lead singer you get to run around and you're the bass player like that's fantastic you know what i mean absolutely yeah if you can imagine like whatever like oasis and the bass players like <laughs> jumping up and down like an insane person i don't know I, I think but you know it's like being young it's like i'm gonna be heard i'm gonna be seen i'm like essential to this half of the stage i'm gonna put on a fucking show for everybody and like bass playing comes like last on the list of all the shit I was trying yeah. to do. You know? Yeah. A hundred percent. Uh, I was going to say during the pandemic, I, I started to, um, I toured for so long and that I'm not really one to like, just sit around and watch stuff like movies or yeah. internet videos or whatever. But uh, for the first time I had time to just sit and, uh, I, I started just to dig into YouTube and I, I got really into watching, um, concerts of all my favorite bands when I was growing up that I never got to see, but that yeah. were playing venues that I got to play eventually. So one That's of my cool. favorite ones was, um, it was Weezer in 96, um, at the electric factory in Philly. And, um, oh, really? it, it was, it was a fucking great show, but, um, yeah, uh, rivers and Brian and Patrick all came out wearing, uh, just looking like, badasses wearing leather jackets and just I was like oh wow these guys you know, they aren't nerdy at all but then matt was right 100% like running back and forth all the way across the stage wearing like a soccer jersey and kind of acting a fool and just it kind of hit me i mean no offense to him or whatever i, 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 I know those records and but, everything, but i was like i get it now i totally get why kind of, they made that move that's true but it, but that kind of worked at that time because rivers was not animated at all and like uh-huh. almost like shoegazing right i could see that so it's like yeah so like matt was kind of like putting on the show and and he also like really supported rivers and made him feel like a superstar like i think even rivers had said like matt's like my slash you know it's like axel the slash <laughs> like that's my motherfucker and they were they were just a great team and you know i mean the band uh, wouldn't have happened without him so it's i don't know i i it, it, when i i i'm happy when i see him now and everything's totally rad and we did a few shows with the rentals and maybe we'll do some more I don't know what he's been up to, but uh, yeah, I've it worked a at the times. time. Yeah, go, when the rentals would yeah. come through Austin, when, right when they got back to, back together. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. The, the that music's cool. 
And also, I thought it was funny because, like, the first... I, I think I've seen the rentals three times, and each time it's a different lineup. And even the last time I saw him, it was, like, the opening band on the tour just became the rentals whenever he came yeah. out. And I was like, well, that's kind of appropriate for, like, that band name. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's true. <laughs> they just <laughs> rent a whole new crew and, uh, yeah, just yeah. do a tour whenever. That, I thought that was hilarious. But yeah. yeah, but Matt Matt had a vision, and he had songs, and he really, you know, it wasn't going to happen, and Weezer really liked that anymore, so he went and did his own thing. Like, I got so much respect for that. Yeah, I, I heard a rumor. I don't know if it's true or not, but um, whenever y'all came to Austin to do the, um, the Blue Album and Pinkerton Nights at Stubbs, um, I, I just – through the grapevine i heard that he was asked to come back but he actually turned it down just be just out of respect for you since you've been in the band for so long i don't know if that was true or not yeah i i i think that might have been a decision that was made even without them asking me because there was a couple times rivers is like how would you feel about matt doing this or matt doing that and i would just say you know what i'm not into it like i was really protective of it back then uh -huh. you know what i mean uh -huh. and uh even when and mikey he actually came and sat in on a couple festivals and I was a little bit weird about that. The guy's so nice. So, but then I just, I got, I don't know, I got over myself and then, and then it sucks. And then he, he was coming, he was going to sit in with us in Chicago when he, when Mikey OD'd, you know? Yeah. And, uh, God, it was such a drag. Um, anyways. Yeah. So I, I was a little bit, uh, territorial about my spot for a while. As you should be. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's your whole life at, at a certain point, you know, like it's, it's the, yeah, band. It's true. You know, like the band is the most important thing, you know, uh, it, um, when that's your only gig. Yeah. And it's like, you left motherfucker. Like you're going to come back and do this and do that. Like <laughs> I'm going to stand here, you know? And then I had this idea to like have the rentals go on tour with us and then we could have like a whole, we could do a festival with a couple other bands and then do like a whole kind of game of Thrones uh, reality show dynamic and like get in fist fights on stage and have wives go with other members and then have a battle and, and that'd be kind of cool. Make a whole movie out of it, like a fake concert movie. That'd be sick. yeah, basically yeah, it'd be fun. Like like have like five or six bands all in that kind of camp and have a bunch of you know write up write a big story over it and have a leader and oh you guys were all who was all hung up on uh, Game of Thrones in your camp. Oh, uh, our, our singer, I, I guess, is the the primary songwriter, lyricist. Um, but we all, you know, kind of dipped in and out. I, I kind of had a chip on my shoulder about Game of Thrones for a while because I read the first book and, God, it would have been 98 or 99, and I was telling all my friends yeah. about it. I was like, you guys got to read this. And they're just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody fucking listened to me. Nobody read it. And then, what, like 10 years later, it's all anyone can fucking talk about <laughs> yeah. on HBO. It's like me with zombies. Like, I was I was just obsessed with zombies in the my whole life. And then, you know, like five, whatever, seven years ago, then zombies became all the rage, you know? Zombie crazy. Yeah, same thing with Walking Dead, like the comic book. You know, I, was, I would tell everybody about it, being like, y'all got to read this. It's a real fucking awesome yeah. story. Yeah, nobody would, nobody gave a shit until AMC made it, but hey, whatever. What are you going to do? Probably why I stopped watching stuff. I'm just like, I'm, I'm good. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But, uh, yeah, what, uh, what do you guys got cooking up next? I mean, I just kind of like, I mean, you just put out two records. I mean, are you going to take another? Extended it feels like that was feels like we recorded those two years ago. Like mm -hmm. we, were, we were, I was recording bass for uh, OK Human in my house in my studio, and did all the all my background parts in here, and and then our producer would kind of you know move stuff around and do a little of this and that. And then we went and I re actually recorded with Susie 
for uh, Van Weezer. I think that was right. Was that before or after? I can't. I think that was before the pandemic too. So, yeah, that seems like a long time ago. So I think uh, there's some drums that are recorded now, and I'm about to go and do bass here in the next week or ten days, I'd imagine. Awesome, man. Yeah. And there's four records for one for each season. And I think Pat said that he was super excited and loved the new songs. So to me, that means that it's going to be really upbeat and cheery, and I'm going to fucking hate it probably. <laughs> <laughs> you like the more cheery, uh, drawn out stuff? Uh, dude, yeah. It's like, I, I, I just, I don't know, man. I, I like Rivers' uh, heavier, darker, twisted, sad kind of stuff, you know? It's also, even the happy songs have like a twinge of melancholy in them a little bit, you know? Yeah, they do. Sure. Yeah. And, and I, and I, I, you know, and I, I love them all. I just like, it's just funny. Cause me and Pat are just really different. Like he's, he's all on the upbeat and I'm, I'm a little bit more of the, of the doom bringer. Yeah. Doom bringer. That's good. Uh, uh, after playing music for like so long and just being through just so many different situations and everything after being like so old, Scott Schreiner, so how do you walk on old, stage? <laughs> so old. Um, after they dust you off and bring you out of your car. Yeah. Um, no, but has there ever been just a, uh, I'm sure there's been a few, but just one that you can remember. There's just a situation where you like, just couldn't believe you were in like, like just some place you got to visit or something where you were just like, I can't believe they let me in here. You know, like uh, <laughs> getting to meet one well, of your, your heroes or anything like that. Yeah. I mean, the whole first tour that we did after nine 11, like every day was like that. Like every, every basketball arena we'd go in, I would just be just my jaw hanging open, you know? Uh, you know, we, it, it was, it was, it was just fucking incredible. And I honestly, I felt that way on the, on the, uh, hello mega tour too, you know, playing in these, in these, you know, playing Dodger stadium and, the Met Stadium in New York, like were those the biggest shows you've ever played? Well, I mean, we've done big festivals, so I guess no, they're not mm-hmm. the biggest shows we've ever done. But in a non-festival setting, like yeah, for sure. And yeah, we were playing early, like in the daytime, right. and people were still getting hot dogs and finding their seats and stuff. But by the time we got halfway through our set, the place was pretty pretty filled up. I've still never seen Green Day. They're one of my favorites, but uh, yeah, I don't know why it just never worked out that way. Were were they bringing it yeah. every night? I can't say enough good things about them. And before this tour, I wasn't so enthused about them. We had done a few shows with them, but I never saw anybody and they kept really separate. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I was like, Oh, those guys are stuck up. Like I never see anybody. And then this tour happened and they, they were all so nice and really nice to my kids hanging out with them on the side of the stage during the show. And their show was, was killer, man. Their show was amazing. Like they, they, they made the stadium like really work. That's fucking of all the, no offense to them, but of all the bands that I wouldn't think would still be playing massive arenas, you know, like yeah. th- this, uh, far down the line, it was, uh, I wouldn't think green day would be that at all, but, um, they've, they've evolved a lot over the years. So it's, uh, they earned it for yeah. sure. They killed it, man. They really did. And, and super nice guys. Like I said, I can't, I can't say enough nice things about them. <laughs> I only met Mike Durant, uh, one time, uh, he was very sweet, uh, personable guy but uh, he had on leather boots leather pants a leather shirt like leather jacket leather cuffs and i was like in my head i was just like i bet he has on leather underwear man he's <laughs> he's fucking got to hopefully hopefully you didn't find out <laughs> i didn't and then trey Sadly. the drummer would like 
come out on the side of the stage in like a leather, like banana hammock, basically like, <laughs> and a, and a, and a, I don't know what he had on. I was, I would just look over and be like, what the, what are you doing, man? Like <laughs> the guy is such a character. He's just a freak. He's a born freak, man. Yeah. Nice, nice guys. Great shows, great energy. And it just made me think like, all right, like I can't just stand here and, and twistle it out. Like, you know, my, even my kid is like, dude, dad, Mike, look at, look at how he moves around. And he's like all into it. Like you got to move around more. It's just when you hear your, you hear your own son say that you should, you know, pick up the pace a little bit. It's like a little bit, a little, little bit of a fire under my ass. <laughs> are they, uh, are your kids uh, expressing any interest in starting bands or anything like that? Or is it one of those things? Yeah, you know, my, my older, my older son has been playing drums since he was, you know, whatever one. And uh, he's took some guitar lessons, so he's really musical. And then my younger son, uh, Jovi, is a, a really talented uh, musician as well and singer. His pitch, his time, his phrasing, like, he's, he's ridiculous. So, yeah, both kids are really musical. I have no idea if they're going to really, what they're going to do. I mean, it, their paths have not been carved out completely yet, obviously. But, yeah, they're, they're both into it. And we do little family jams. And, yeah. That's awesome, man. Well, thanks. Dude, Scott, thanks so much for taking the time to come on. I, I really appreciate it. I've uh, got a lot of respect okay. for you. And uh, I always ask my uh, my musical guests if, the, if they want to play a track at the end of the show. Do you, uh, you want to play anything off of Van Weezer or just in, anything you want? We can play some Vanilla Ice, dude, some Hard to Swallow, brother, whatever. you. If you got a, an old favorite uh, from your past Weezer catalog, what, what, do you, what are you feeling like? Oh, brother. Really? <laughs> uh it has to be from my catalog. No, it could be anything you want, anything at all in the world. A, a song that you want that you think everybody should hear that nobody has. Anything you want. Oh, that is a really tough one, man. Let me take a peek at something real quick. Take a peek. Yeah, I'll, I'll say let's uh, play uh, Miss Sweeney off the Red album. You got it. Hell yeah, absolutely, man. The cool then- song that that's that's some that that was really fun recording that standing there with Rick Rubin and Rivers and playing bass on that song. It's just like, it's, it was really magical, man. Fucking love that. So, yeah. Badass. We're going to do that right now. Thanks again, Scott, man. I really appreciate you, brother. Thanks, Kyle. Great talking to you. Sweet. 
came from I think I was overcome by a spontaneous emotion Anyway, the cash deposit of $5,000 Need to be sent to the property owner tomorrow For any problems to the deposit a contract Don't be afraid to holler I don't want to have to approve each thinking dollar that we tuning into the highway this week a big shout out to reverend guitars Railhammer pickups and earthquaker devices if you liked what you heard you can follow where you can follow subscribe where you can subscribe and if you want to go one step further you can support us on patreon at the highway with kyle shut for a few bucks a month you can help us keep this party going get early access to next week's episode and even get yourself a shout out <laughs>